0: i
1: to Wow Kingdom Conversations. This is Sarah. I got Catherine with me. Hi guys. And that was Aretha with Chain of Fools. Today we're going to be talking about chains in the natural and the spiritual. And there can be chains, you know, when you're chained to the wrong thing, but are all chains bad is my question to you. There's chains that you can be chained to that lead to death, and there's chains that lead to death, uh, life. You may ask, well, what are the chains that lead to life? And I'm going to tell you, it's in the book of Philippians 1, verses 13, and it says, So that has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to everyone else that my chains is because I am in Christ, being chained to Christ. The book of Philippians, um, Paul wrote and he was imprisoned. There's uh, some versions of that scripture that my imprisonment is because I'm in Christ, other versions, um, because my bonds and other my chains, because I am in Christ Jesus. This book um, is known as the happiest book of the Bible. It is actually called. The epistle of joy, because Paul talks a lot about joy in Philippians. And I don't know about you, but nothing says joy like prison. (laughs) (laughs) That don't sound right, does it, Catherine? No. But his joy that he had didn't have didn't come from his circumstance um, because it didn't come from the world. You know, the joy that the world gives, that means that gives the world power means the world can take it away. But the, but there is a joy that the world didn't give, can't give, which doesn't give the world power that it's the joy of the Lord and the world can't, can't take it away. Amen. Amen. And another question I want to ask you, what is more important? Is it your comfort or your calling? Hmm. Because God's peace, the peace that passes human understanding, you can't tap into it or have it unless you have God's priority. And sometimes that means we're going to have to get uncomfortable. I've heard it said before, if you're too comfortable, you maybe do something wrong. You know, he's always calling us out of our comfort zone. And Paul understood this because he knew those chains had no power. How did he know this? Well, a few chapters, books before this in Acts, he was in a similar place, chained. Him and Silas, Paul and Silas were chained and in prison. And he, they experienced a prison break. How did he experience the prison break? Through praise and worship. And I want to challenge you to think this way. Your chains can break your praise or your praise can break your chains. That's good. Everybody knows that story when they were praising and worshiping and just the chains broke and the prison doors broke open. And uh, the prison guard, he was even going to take his own life because he was in fear and, you know, Paul stopped and said, no, 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 we're still here. No one's left. Don't do that. And that's just another uh, a chain. You know, he wasn't even in prison, the guard, but because of the fear, he was going to take his own life. That's a chain that leads to death, that kind of fear.
2: Absolutely. False evidence appearing real. I love that um, anonym for, for fear. And what is fear, essentially? Fear is believing that something is going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Faith is believing that something is going to happen to you. So it's all in perspective, perspective, Speaking amen, perspective of, you know, being a prisoner of hope, being uh, ha- finding, like you had said, uh, you know, finding joy in a negative circumstance, because when we misplace our expectations in a circumstance or in a person that that is the container of our joy. We're always going to be disappointed. The way that the Lord revealed it to me was kind of like this progression of, because one of my things that I really struggled with, that I would say a chain in my life um, that the Lord really set me free from and delivered me from was depression. And when I say depression, it wasn't, I was in, you know, a sad phase or I was just down in the dumps because, you know, we can sometimes we can downplay depression, especially in the church world. It's a very real thing that's going on uh, in the church community. We're, we're not immune from human emotion. There's mental health concerns and things that's going on that are very real, that are happening to pastors uh, evangelists uh, worship leaders you see different stories of young promising pastors taking their life preachers kids um, mm-hmm. and family members that I mean it's really it's it, it's something that we've adopted this belief that we aren't spiritual and there's this shame that comes along if you are being open and admitting and saying I'm struggling with depression and how many of us know that what is covered up doesn't heal well. So when we try to cover and the enemy comes in with shame or tries to shame us, well, Oh, you're in the church or, or you're, you know, your, your mom and dad's a pastor or this or that he comes in with that because he knows if we will not reach out and in the midst of our despair, cry out and, 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 and really be open and honest with it. Because there's different processes. Um, there's no shame in getting help, you know, from a professional being on medication. But the Lord can also, it, you, that encounter with him, that one-on-one encounter with him, like Paul had, where he encountered God and it, he had to actually physically become blind so that spiritually he would become, that he would be able to see. And that's Amen. how I feel about even 2020, you know, there were some things 20. That broke my heart, but they fixed my vision and my perspective and the way the Lord showed it to me kind of the progression of uh, of of depression is it starts out with a disappointment, you know, maybe we get disappointed in a relationship. Something doesn't work out the way we would have thought or hoped. Or we get, you know, fired from our job, or we, you know, are just having a hard time with family or we're we're struggling relationally or financially. We're feeling we're feeling disappointed with, or even, you know, where we're at, you know, where the where we wanted to be with our goals in life. And so we begin to focus and become distracted because distraction is a chain that the enemy will mm-hmm. use to take. He cannot take our destiny from us, but he can distract us from it. He can turn our focus so that we look at that problem and we serve that problem and we worship that problem and we believe that problem instead of worshiping and believing God. We believe the report of the Lord. And so we go from that distraction. So where we're we're so focused and what our heart is postured and turned towards, it ends up that we become so discouraged because we are not seeing seeing it the way god sees it we have to have in our prayer needs to be open the eyes of my heart lord and so that discouragement that deep discouragement settles in and then it leads to depression mm-hmm. and before you know it it's like these links in this chain one link after the other okay. after other after the other and all it takes is breaking one link to break the chain and that goes both ways good and bad you know training our minds meditating on the word meditating on the good report on your your life scripture (laughs) which you have Is ever a good report and we can be free and you know it's 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 things if you look at the statistics about depression and suicide it's shocking there's kids that as young as the the age group it said starts at 10 years old that it's the second leading cause of death among individuals 10 to 34 and since 2007, it's rose almost 60%. And my question is, how is this happening that young adults and beautiful kids are being deceived and lied to and believe in this lie? Because believing the lie is so dangerous.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes. You know, um, believing a lie is what becomes, you know, a stronghold and keeps you back in like, almost like a fortress,
0: mm. you know?
1: And in uh, the book of Matthew, uh, the 28th chapter, when um, Christ, ha- uh, you know, came the, on the third day, he rose again, the, they paid off the, um, the prison guards and a, a significant amount of money, the scripture says, to say the lot to say a lie. So they took the money and were paid off for lying and said as they were sh- instructed and gave a fabricated story and it was ri- widely spread among the Jews and in the bible it says and that lie they still
2: believe to this day yeah 2000 years later mm-hmm. yeah and it is actually became a stronghold Uh, You know, in the scripture, it says to give no place to the enemy. That word for place is actually topos, which we get a topographical map from in our like language and it means territory and you know taking back the land which we talk about is is part of the kingdom we have to take back the land in our minds it's yes. not physical territory it's the land in our mind these mindsets what do we see with with the pharisees they could not accept that jesus was the messiah because of their mindset it was because of what they believed in their mind to be right and that was it and not they were not open or receptive and the savior of the world was before them yes amen
1: and uh breaking the the chains and of our own mind is the is is the hardest one we will break and overcome the enemy wants us to remain deceived and believing the lie but he could because he is terrified of chain breakers
2: mm-hmm.
1: but the lord died for us to be free in our minds set free The where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom and who the Son sets free is free indeed. And it, it says in the Bible to not keep going back to that imprisonment, you know, um, or to the, the, the old Testament, you know, because he come to break the curse of the law. And even to this day, as the church we're constantly trying to crawl back like the Israelites going yeah. back to, to the law, even though we've been set free from the law.
2: Mm. Absolutely. And
1: even to this day, um, you know, the the um, religious spirit, you talked about the Pharisee, which was the religious spirit, which is literally the anti-Christ spirit, the religious spirit. They um, They try to... To, today, I'm talking about today, this, these spirits are still alive today and we need to be aware of it so we don't crawl back to that. And they preach a gospel of a conscience of sins. When we've been set free from that, don't cheapen the blood of Christ. Mm. The blood is the power's entity and don't make it cheaper saying that it doesn't cover all sins because it does past, present, and future. And we we want, you know, you've been set free. You've been saved. That's a one time. But that doesn't mean you've lost your salvation. Salvation is eternal. And we're all going to struggle with sins. We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We miss the mark every day. But as we renew our mind, we become closer. It's all in the mind. And I can prove this through scripture. In Hebrews 10, it says, for the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices, which they offered year by year continually, make the comers thereon to perfect, For they would they not have ceased to be offered because that the worshipers once purged should have no more conscience of sins. And Mm. then I want to read Romans 3 20 that says, therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin, but now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe for there is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What is this saying? We are no, we are purged once and forever, no more conscious of sin, but now we're conscious of the righteousness of God apart
2: from the law. Good. And in that scripture too, in Hebrews 10, I, I believe it says, Christ died once for Mm. all so my thought is why do we keep nailing him to the cross yeah (laughs) he's not on there anymore he rose from the grave you know what I mean he crossed hell in the grave we have to stop nailing him to the cross and it's just mind-blowing because you know the 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 mentality that we can have you know i love what you said earlier about being a chain breaker if we're stuck at the gate of you know of of battling back and forth are we in the kingdom are we not in the kingdom and i won't steal your i won't steal your disney word you can maybe share that on here if you want to but (laughs) it's a really good um it's a really good uh, way of breaking down what it means to be in the kingdom. So if we're standing at the gate debating on whether we're in or we're out, what good are we to anyone? How are we going to invite others in if we don't even know that we're in? How are we going to be effective in our lives and in the lives of those of the people around us that we love? Um, you know, in psychology, there's a there's a term. It's called the quantum effect. And what the quantum effect is is when you um, and it really is—it's—you it, know—a lot of things in psychology, whether they they say it or whether they realize it. I, and I always laugh because it's like they're catching up to the Bible. If they just like you know what are based it out of the Bible, but it says be transformed by the renewing mm-hmm. of mind. So mm-hmm. what the quantum effect literally is is when you become healthy, whole, healed complete, free in operating in the spirit of the Lord. Like you had said, the spirit of the Lord, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. What the quantum effect is, is that uh, every person around you, every person that you come in contact with, every person that you carry that anointing to, that they will literally become affected positively by the yeah. change, And the effect in you. So you are a chain breaker, not just for yourself, but for your family and for generations to come for every single person that you come in contact with. So do not chain yourself be a prisoner to hope. If you're going to be a prisoner to anything, if you're going to be a fool for anything, don't be a fool to this world. Be a fool Amen. for Jesus Christ. Yes. That is the answer. That is how we are going to see people. That is how we're going to see this generation be delivered from suicide and depression. That is, I've literally seen it. And let me tell you something, that same area where the enemies come against you, because I was depressed to the point I went through a lot of trauma. I went through traumatic events when I was younger. And, you know, that had caused like this, this downward spiral. But that very area where the enemy attacks Mm. me, God has anointed you to lay hands on and heal on others. Because let me tell you, I have got words of knowledge. I have laid hands on people and I've seen them delivered from suicide. I've seen them delivered from depression and I've seen them set free. And Amen. all it took was one encounter like Paul from Saul to Paul to break the chains, to, 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 to free them. That's what it took with me. I had an encounter with the Lord in my room when I was 14 years old and I'll never forget it how much it impacted my life where I physically felt him wrap his arms around me in love. Was it that, you know, I was saved. I was in church my whole life and depressed. You know, how does that work? But it wasn't until I had the encounter with the presence and the power of God and the spirit of God. It wasn't religion. It wasn't, you know, the spirit of religion. All that does is put you under more bondage. All that does is put you it locked up even more just add in one more link after a link like the pharisees do
1: amen and are we chained to christ or are we chained to the fool the chain of fools chained to the enemy it uh paul wrote in galatians three one through three now listen to this because it it sounded like he was getting mad because they kept going back and he said oh foolish galatians who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly betrayed among you as crucified. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Mm. Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit and now you're being made perfect by the flesh? And this is the problem. We, you know, the religious spirit wants control, wants to control anything. And if they, and they think they see the, you know, the people sinning, you know, they think that's the, you know, they, they've made a mistake, they're sinning, they've separated themselves. Well, if I put more rules and regulations... That I'll pin them down and they won't sin anymore. And they try to get them, you know, down by by shame and guilt and giving them the sin consciousness. When we that's been broke and we're to have a righteousness con- consciousness. And then they don't understand why they 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 keep sinning because Jesus Christ never leads by shame. He only leads by one thing, and that's by love.
2: Oh yeah, that's good. And you know, it's not just. They they thought that they knew it because they knew it. They had all the laws memorized in their head. It's not just knowing it in your head or your memory, but it's experiencing it. God wants you to experience Him today. And where we're, when we're too, <laughs> when we're too smart for our own good, you know, you just there's a saying it says you just know when you're nowhere you know what I mean like it's mm-hmm. not not something that you can work out in your your mind like yes you you know you want to put the proper the word of God in the worship the the encouragement but you you have to just you have to experience him to be in order to be free from a past negative experience now this is an actual I know I like to go off like bunny trails but I feel like I need to say this and the Like it's like an actual physical, psychological, physical thing in our brain. Our brain itself, our physical brain, cannot distinguish between right and wrong. It only can distinguish between familiar and different. So it hates change. Wow. When you are chained to a mentality, it's your brain is gonna go off. There's been actual MRIs of people's brains where it's like fired up. They've done different tests and things. But in order to become free from a past negative experience, we must create a new positive experience with Christ. So, you know, I just want to say if you've had a negative experience in church, if someone's been abusive to you or abused their leadership or mishandled you. I want to apologize to you. I want you to know that God, that is not the heart of the father, that Jesus never intended for his church to be this way, to turn into this, where people was getting beat up with scriptures and cut down and told that they weren't good enough and they're outside of the cup, but, you know, being clean in the inside, being filthy dirty. You know, we look at people's chains on the outside of addiction or, or drugs, alcohol. And we act like that's the, 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 the end all be all. And let me tell you something, there are people that are chained to hatred, Mm unforgiveness, gossip. There are chains that are unseen, that are stronger and powerful, and they need to be broken. We don't focus on what is seen, but we look at what is unseen. And they and I want to apologize to any person that's listening under the sound from two ministers <laughs> at WOW Ministries, me and Sarah. We want to apologize to you if you've been mishandled or abused in the church, and do not let it make you shy away from God, because he wants you to be in the fellowship. Fellowship. He wants you to be in community and to not forsake the assembling of the brethren and to come mm. to the church and feel safe and feel loved and he and, and create that new experience with him. Church is such a blessing. The local church is such a blessing. It's such a privilege that we do have and a freedom that we have in America that most countries do not have. With Fourth of July passing, it makes you aware of your freedoms that you Amen. have. That we have the freedom to enter into buildings and sing and worship and now you know the enemies come against that in our own country the worship you know and across the world I I believe it's Australia um, a a pastor of a, a prominent church over there was posted and he was so disheartened because they were literally passing laws where they were not allowed to be filmed singing worship songs not only were they they're they're trying to pass laws where they're not allowed to worship them in the church and be singing the worship songs. They're not even allowed to be filmed worshiping God because the enemy knows, just like Sarah said, your praise can break the chains. So if he can steal your worship, he can steal your breakthrough. He can steal that that chain breaking power because he doesn't want you to be free. Amen. And there's
1: some people that you know, no matter what, we just feel in in that state of the chains and it's longer than others and we don't understand. And we always, uh, this question comes of why is this happening to me? You know, um, why am I going through this, this season, this trial? Why is this happening to me? And not to be harsh, but just reality check. Sometimes it's not always about you. Mm. You know, why hasn't I need that he, reminder he, every day. <laughs> why hasn't he removed the change yet? You know, but sometimes and I just want you to know God never puts you in chains. OK, he he didn't put you in them, but we can make a choice to allow God to use them. Let me tell you why, because it's not always about you but sometimes you're breaking generational curses, and we never want to face it. We never want to face the chains or face or embrace the change. But if we face it, if we embrace it, then those change will cause change to come that our kids won't have to deal with that. Our change, our change can serve to set someone else free. Sometimes it's not even our kids. Maybe it'll be someone we don't even know, but we can allow God to use those change to bring change, to set someone else free. But we have to make the choice.
2: Absolutely. Because it's again, like we talk about kingdom partners, <laughs> it's, oh, partnership. It's, it's partnership with the Lord. It's, it's, you know, okay, Lord, I am actively choosing to be a part of this to be involved in this to walk in the abundant life. That was a model that I developed was I'm not just and we kind of say it around my house. i my brothers, we all we all say it. We're not just existing. We're living. We don't want to just get by. I don't want to just exist. I want to live the abundant life that the Lord has called for me and for my house, for my family, for my generation, for my, for, for every single person. I want to, I want to live that abundant life. I don't want to, and it's miserable. It's no quality of life. You know, people so worried about people sinning or, or, or whatever. Chances are if someone's living in habitual sin and we're not downplaying sin. On here either. If someone's living a lifestyle of habitual sin, they are living hell on earth they aren't happy in their situation they aren't happy in their chains it's not like oh wow i'm you know i i have this addiction it's great wonderful sure the enemy entices them at first and makes it a you know appear glamorous or or appear appealing to the flesh but if they're living in that continual bondage no one's happy about that their family isn't happy about it they're not happy about it chances are they're miserable right where they're at
1: Mm -hmm. amen as we bring this to a close don't be chained to the fool
2: Mm.
1: don't be chained to the fool listen i'm chained to christ my past is covered in the blood of the lamb I know a name that will break every chain, and that is the name of Jesus. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of love. Love's got a hold of me. It won't let me go. I'm chained to grace. It won't let me go. And in the words of Queen of Soul, your Father is calling you home today. In Jesus' mighty name, we're going to go on out. And Aretha's is going to bring us home.